Let us see what the future holds. Welcome, listeners, to What the Future Holds, a Star Trek Discovery podcast here on the independent waves of Anchor. I am but one of your hosts, Brandy Jackala, and with me, as always, is my wonderful husband, David. David, Dave, Evil Dave, my darling, how are you? I'm doing well. Davey works, too. Davey. I don't call you Davey very often. That no. was something that your was mother does. That was a childhood name because my father's name was David, to avoid yeah. confusion, and Dave just didn't seem right. Didn't seem right at the time, but yeah. as an adult, it works. Yep. Yeah. Dave, David, right? Davey. Evil Dave. Evil Dave. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are sadly without Chris um, right now, and that is fine. He is actually, he was uh, doing a show. He was doing a production of Kinky Boots, where he was the music director. Right. And uh, and the conductor. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Very hot stuff there. And then he is going on a bit of a road trip before he goes back home. So he is traveling right now, and we miss him. Yes. Uh, he has given us his blessing to do episodes without him. Hi. We're not we're not pushing him out. No, he's welcome. I, I, yes, absolutely. We would never just start doing episodes without him, without yep. letting him know what's going on. And we apologize for the long absence. There's been some stuff going on in my family with my mother's health. And uh, situations there and just a bunch of stuff happened in a very short amount of time and really just messed up quite a few months for us. True enough. And Discovery's been on hiatus and so we kind of have been too. So <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> well, we're not here just to be a Discovery reaction show. Right. I mean, there's always stuff to talk about with Discovery and season four as we are recording this is now six days away. Right. Six days. Six days. Less than a week. Less than a week. Um, but let's actually begin by talking a little bit about Star Trek Day. Yes, I know it was over two months ago, but we didn't cover it at the time, so we're going to talk about it a bit now. Now, you didn't watch the entire event, but I did. Right. From start to finish. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's here's a note, which I'm sure they've taken into consideration. Don't involve the social media aspect of it, please. Stop doing that. <laughs> we can look on social media ourselves. Yeah. We do not need you to talk about tweets live. Please. Yeah, I'm sure don't do it's that again to encourage participation and to get people involved. But nobody wants to read your tweets unless they're following you. That's why they follow you on Twitter. Well, see, that's the thing. You don't need someone on TV to get you involved. No. Your tweets are happening regardless. Yeah. You don't need them read yeah. out on the air. I'm pretty sure it was a production note to to boost yeah. engagement. But yeah, nobody wants to read that or hear it read. It's Trek fans. Yeah. It's Trek fans. You don't need to boost engagement. There is going to be engagement for fuck's sake, people. <laughs> yeah, they're already tweeting and about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I feel bad about the two ladies who were hosting the red carpet and in charge of doing the social media thing. They were not given a lot of uh, information that they needed, mm -hmm. I think. And it was very awkward, especially when they're like, hey, let's interrupt this panel to go back to the red carpet and see what tweets are happening. Do not ever, ever ever interrupt a panel for that if you're gonna do that 
I think the way to do it is to have a Chiron at the bottom that's just people can post, you know, the production yeah. team can post just random tweets about whatever's going on as live reactions. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I did love that there was a live orchestra and that it was uh, conducted by Jeff Russo, who yeah. is the composer, of course, for Star Trek Discovery. And I love his music. I have loved every single Star Trek Discovery soundtrack. I love the theme. I love the theme that he composed for Picard. It makes me cry. Uh, but it's just, uh, it was lovely to see that that little orchestra there. And they did this wonderful medley of a bunch of the themes. There were certain ones that were left out, but I knew that that was because they were going to be covered by little uh, vignettes done by a member of that particular series. So there was one for the original series, there was one for Next Generation, and one for, uh, you know, oh, no, 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 no. So, um, and it was George Takei, thankfully, that did the one... <laughs> For the original series. Nice. And so with those, they just, uh, they did the themes live after they did those speeches. So it was, it was lovely. Yeah, I dig the, I dig the themes and the Prodigy theme is really interesting. It's like goes kind of all over the place. It's, it's, it has so many different bits of nuance to it. It even sounds somewhat like a Marvel movie every once in a while. Yeah, well, and there's a little bit of Star Wars in there, yeah. a little bit of in the Imperial March, just a teensy-weensy little bit at the beginning, uh, and I still love it. It's, that one's by Michael Giacchino, who did, of course, the music for the Kelvin timeline movies, right. and I do love the that music. It's very good music, so even though I might not like two out of the three movies, I do like the music. Oh, yeah, them. the music's on it's point. it's very well done. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. So uh, they did have a discovery panel and the most amazing thing happened with that discovery panel. They were all non-straight people. They were, <laughs> they were, nobody was cishet. Yeah. It was just amazing. Was Mary Weissman on that panel? No. Okay. It was, uh, you, you're mistaking the New York Comic-Con panel right. for that. Okay, yeah. That's a different panel. Right. Uh, no, we were talking about the panel at Star Trek Day, which had Wilson Cruz, Blue Del Barrio, and uh, Ian Alexander, and Michelle Paradise. Right. And none of those people are straight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and none of them could also talk. One of them is trans. And, all about yeah. season four, so that was kind of funny. Anytime they'd even come close to saying something about season four, it's like, nope. Yeah, Michelle would be like, mm? Mm? <laughs> <laughs> and she even got so, close every once in a while. And the cast members would look at her like, mm? Mm? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to have the role reversal. It was, it was. And uh, Will Wheaton was uh, hosting that panel and really hit it off with Blue Del Barrio. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and they said they really loved his pin. It was like a, a rainbow, uh, yeah, the... I think it was a rainbow Vulcan salute. Yep. And he said to them, uh, it's pretty It's pretty well set that you're going to go home with this pin today. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> it was just so great. Well, there are parallels so... between the characters, you know, yes. between Adira and, and Wesley Crushers. They're both the young whiz kids. Indeed. And there's, I Indeed. think, been some... Like blowback for each character, you know. There's people in the Star Trek fandom that don't like either of them for the reasons of being, you know, the the young whiz kid, the Wunderkind, 
It's like, it's it's a trope and it's fine. So just get over yourselves. Well, the thing is, is that when Next Generation started, I was 14 years old. Uh-huh. And so I was the exact right age to appreciate Wesley. Right. Because he was my age, you know. That was as close as of representation as I could get at that point, even though it was a smart boy. And, uh, but, you know, if honestly, the only real representation I really felt in Next Generation was Barkley because he's neurodivergent. Right. And unfortunately was not treated well in yes. those episodes um, or in the movies. Uh, it got better with Voyager, but even so, I just feel like that character has always gotten short shrift and mm -hmm. has not ever been understood and made to look like he's always the one with the problem. Yeah, it's kind of odd how in Next Generation and a little bit of Voyager that bullying is still a thing. Yeah, yeah, it really shouldn't be. No. And I mean, it's even still a thing in, in modern Trek, but... These things are nipped in the bud. Yeah. Like it started out with bully bullying Tilly. Yes. Uh, early on in Discovery, and that 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 got taken care of. <laughs> so, well, also, I mean, if, there's still people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, if you look at Lorca being captain at the time, it's it whoever's captain is. It's kind of like on set with whoever's you know on the top of the call sheet determines the mm -hmm. tone of the set. And so the same thing with the captain of a ship is the captain is determining the tone everywhere around and whether they permit bullying or not. And you could see Lorca would be, you know, he turned his back on it because that's going to toughen you and create character and all that stuff that isn't necessarily the case. And you get Pike on there and yeah, it all changes. Yeah. Jason Isaacs, on the other hand, is a complete doll. Oh, he's so. Yeah. He just likes playing a villain and he's good at it. But the actor himself is super liberal and, and very compassionate. Yeah. And I bet I, I know that they were really, really close during season one. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's OK. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I had another thought and I've forgotten it. So oh, it's I'm okay. sorry. I, I have a thought, if you don't mind, about, oh, please. about the panels is that. Uh, it's interesting how the kind of parental relationship that Hugh and Stamets have over Adair and Gray parallels on set. It's the same thing whether they're on screen or off. It's this kind of mentorship they have in this, you know, this queer family of theirs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just this, these older folks that have been, you know, around and have information to provide with these, you know, younger queer actors with queer characters that are you know being represented and just the advice that can be given and and just you know the mentorship of of acting and just living so i found that very encouraging and uh yeah very satisfying well from what i've heard wilson is the person to go to he is like the real life counselor yeah for everyone on the show mm -hmm. <laughs> because uh, i know that mary wiseman is very close with him as well yeah. and always goes to him for advice and to talk things over and uh, so it's it's not surprising that his on-screen persona and his personal actual persona are a little bit blurred yeah there's there's kind of a thin line between the characters and the actors portraying them but that's why you cast in certain ways as you see something of the character in the actor yeah and it's, well w wilson is not a doctor obviously no. well but... yeah but i mean like personality wise <laughs> yeah you know that's kind of what you're looking for because yeah you just i mean Mary wiseman for instance is like 
there's not that big of a difference between the two of them. Oh, oh there is. Mary yeah. is not afraid to speak her mind. Oh, that's true. And yeah. she is a mama bear. Yeah, she'll put her you foot do down. You not. Yeah, you yeah. do not mess with mama bear. But you see moments so, of that in Tilly, too. It's like there's, there's a limit to what she'll take or, you know, yeah. will accept. Yes, indeed. So it was a lovely panel, despite someone in the audience shouting out a gay slur mm -hmm. when they all sat down. And Wilson heard it and just carried on like nothing had happened. And I didn't even know that that had happened because yeah. I didn't hear it uh, on the live stream. And I didn't know until after the fact that it had happened. Yeah, there was a big uh, kerfuffle about it on Twitter and just people just wondering what happened to that person or if they got rebuked by his neighbors you know sitting there well i have to audience. wonder how does that person how is that person a star trek fan mm -hmm. how how do they think that that behavior is okay yeah. have they not been paying attention to star trek yeah so that's that's what i don't understand is how anyone who can claim to be a star trek fan could do that to one of the stars in person yeah on live stream i mean that is unacceptable true so anyway it was a lovely uh panel that got interrupted by social media and that was awkward and unfortunate mm -hmm. and took away time where we could have been talking to the people on stage that of course is not the fault of anyone running the panels or hosting the panels or anything like that so, yeah, but uh, so, yeah, that was fun. We did also watch a bootleg copy of the New York Comic Con Discovery panel mm -hmm. where they had almost everybody there. there oh, yeah. So many people there. Quite a collective. Yeah. I, I think that was the first time I've seen David Ajala in a panel. Yeah, he was very uh, engaging and fun. He is fun, and he's adorable. Yeah, <laughs> he's just—he just seems like a really great human being from everything that I have read and know about him. Mm -hmm. So, which I kind of already suspected. There's just something—I don't know—kind yeah. about him. I guess is the word. It's difficult to describe in words. They're so limiting. Um, but yeah, that was that was fun. Um, I. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I, I watched this panel and I thought if this panel was happening at Fanex, there was, there would be so much less that the people asking questions could have gotten away with because they are very strict about yeah. how you ask a question. They're like, don't ask for hugs or handshakes or autographs. Don't ask for personal favors. Don't, you know, just come up with a statement, ask a question, mm -hmm. and don't ask anything that will make someone uncomfortable, yep. you know, that sort of thing. Right. And keep it, keep it short. Keep it short. And there were some people who did not do that. But that, it, again, different rules, different Comic-Con. So, <laughs> but I'm like, you, you couldn't have gotten away with that in Salt Lake. Mm-mm. No, and probably for a good reason, because some people took up the same amount of time as maybe two or three people would have. And that's unfortunate for the people who couldn't didn't have time to ask questions. So was this yeah. the panel when we found out that Mary and Sonequa will just start singing together on set? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yes, indeed. And you'd think it, it would be other cast members, but those two in particular are just every once in a while break out in song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> which which is funny because the two Broadway guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who are, of course, Wilson and Anthony. You would think that they'd be the ones breaking out. Apparently not. Nope. Apparently it's uh, it's uh, the people who aren't singing on Broadway. Yeah. That's <laughs> yes, adorable. Oh, I love those guys so, 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 yeah, so I much. I love this cast. It's an amazing cast. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, so I guess we should move on to the fact that we have seen the first four episodes of season four. Yep, of Discovery, yes. We cannot, yeah, we cannot speak about them oh. at this time. Uh, I'm pretty sure that this will come out before the season premiere. So, um, yeah, we can't say anything about them, except y'all going to lose your fucking minds. Yeah, it's a very good season so far, and... It really sets up its stall for its themes really early on, and each episode just reinforces those themes. So it's a bit like season three was as well, you know, with the, yes. the burn and what the burn was representing. It's a very similar thing. Well, and that's the thing. Um, each season is representing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and the thing, the thing about season three is that it was so eerily prescient. This was written and filmed mostly filmed in fact i think i think they finished production like in january of 2020 wow and as you know lockdown started in march yeah so um a film i should say filming they finished filming in january of 2020 so the fact that that so eerily echoed what we were going Mm -hmm. through at the time just crazy and amazing at the same time. What was crazy about season three is how fragmented the series seemed because each episode seemed to be its own like subgenre of like courtroom drama or heist or, you know, siege film or Western. But that mm-hmm. was the point of it is that things were so fractured. And so it, it's just odd that the way they wrote each episode connected to the theme of that whole season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are people that didn't like the reveal of the burn. It didn't bother me at all because it hit home Mm -hmm. that theme in a really big way. Yeah. That... And everybody was reducing it to, so so a kid got angry. That's why the burn happened. And I'm like, you are disregarding a lot of nuance that has built up to this point. It is not just about a kid getting angry. And to reduce it to that is insulting, in my opinion. Well, it, it's grief and loneliness and despair and how that can separate people. And if, as an ending or reveal in a episode or even a season of Doctor Who, nobody would blink an eye. Because that, you know, Doctor Who kind of takes those sorts of metaphorical swings. But in Star Trek, suddenly it becomes so literal that, oh, a kid got angry and that's why the burn is like, well, extrapolate from that. What are they trying to say? Why is it the grief of a child that tore all these places apart, basically? Yeah, but see, that's the thing. 
Star Trek has always been metaphorical yeah. from the very fucking beginning. <laughs> so the fact that they cannot take that mm -hmm. and apply that to this particular storyline just boggles my mind. It's yeah, like, you know. just don't want to like it. You just don't want to like yeah. it, so you're not going to. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's like people know that Star Trek is metaphorical, and yet they still come to it sometimes with a very literal explanation or um, interpretation. Mm-hmm. Now, if you didn't like the way season three ended it, with the whole reveal of how Sukal was responsible for the burn and you you didn't like it because of something else, like if you just reduce it to it's, it was a kid got who got angry, then, you know, I don't want to talk about it. If yeah. you, But you may have valid reasons why you didn't like it other than that. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. What I'm I'm specifically target targeting is the people who just refuse to see the metaphor and refuse to see how this <laughs> mm -hmm. entire season reflects what was going on in the world at that time without having known that this would be what was going on in the world at the time it was airing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's reductive. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to talking about season four when we mm -hmm. can. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Okay, this is going to be a shorter episode, you guys, because we don't want to start talking about stuff before season four starts in a few days. So right. one last thing about uh, Discovery in okay. general. Um, as you know, we get screeners. Um, well, specifically, I get screeners, but Dave is in the same household and yep. watches them with me Community and also property. keeps his mouth shut. Yeah. So he knows that were he to say anything that I would pay the price for it, and he would never do that. Right. So... Uh, the crazy thing is, is on Wednesday, which was three days ago as of this recording, I got another email from Paramount Plus and I thought, oh, uh, Paramount Plus email, probably advertising. So wait, what? It was an invitation to the virtual premiere of season four of Discovery. Yay. And I lost my damn mind. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm just like, how did I get on this list? I have <laughs> no idea. Yeah. I have no idea because it's not about the screeners because people who don't get the screeners are invited to this premiere and people, not everyone who does get screeners gets invited to the premiere. Mm. I would know because we've been getting screeners for over a year and I haven't been invited to any premieres before, but suddenly I get to go to the virtual premiere Ooh. on Wednesday, the 17th of That's November. Super cool. It is really super cool and a little intimidating. Yeah. And uh, I know there's going to be a bunch of other people attending the same way who are just like me, so I shouldn't get worked up about it. But it was just such a shock and a delight, and it doesn't feel real, really. Yeah. It doesn't feel real. Oh, does that so, mean you get the swag box? I don't know. They asked if they could send a mailing, so I'm assuming yes. Well, that's pretty cool. So we'll see. We'll yep. see. I Maybe they'll have another one of their cocktails. <laughs> I already have a book of cocktails. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, but anyway, I I told my boss I was going to have to leave work about 45 minutes early so that I had time to eat and be prepared for this. And uh, he was like, well, how did you get to become such a big wig? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> a Star Trek I, podcaster of no Some kind of mistake, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm super excited about it. I'm really not thinking about it very much because I'll just go crazy. Yeah. And uh, you know, as it comes to that day, I'll get really amped up and oh yeah, you'll emotional. you'll be wired. 
yeah, I'll be super emotional and uh, all that. I still haven't decided exactly what I'm going to wear. Um, it's going to be something discovery related. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so if I, I really want one of those new discovery uniforms, man. Mm. One of the blue ones. Right. Really like those. They they are selling them, but unfortunately, they're they're not made in my size as per usual. Right. So I have to. I would have to find a place that would make it to my measurements, but then I'd also have to take my measurements. Ugh. Actually, you would have to take my measurements because right. I can't take my measurements myself. But anyway, it, that's a thought for another time. So. Uh, oh, oh! I forgot the one thing that I was going to tell everyone about that you said you should tell them about that, and I thought, yeah. oh yeah, okay. So as as uh, spoken about in previous episodes, I am a crew member on the USS Nomad in Starfleet International Fan Club, and I was I've been temporarily assigned as director of the starbase that we built, which is Starbase Thirteen, and uh, the captain encouraged me early on to do you know, to maybe start a log, to do like a weekly log thing. And I did start doing that. And it was really appreciated by a lot of people that I, in a way I didn't expect. I post them on our, our Starbase 13 group on Facebook. And I just started making up stories because that's what you do when you're role playing. You make up stories. And that's mm -hmm. basically what, you know, we're doing. So I uh, I ended up getting an award for that. Ooh. And then I also got promoted a few weeks ago to full lieutenant. So I'm no longer Lieutenant JG. I am Lieutenant Jackala. So yeah. It's nice. very exciting. Yeah. I get the full two pips now, which I got a set of magnetic pips because I hate the pin pips. Mm. They hurt against right. my skin on yeah. my neck. Don't need them so, irritating you. No, don't want that. Pin backs against my neck not does no, not feel no good, fun. but the magnetic ones work beautifully. So yeah. I put on my beautiful new magnetic pins and everything, and it's very exciting. All right. So, yeah, uh, Discovery, season four, coming at you. You guys are going to lose your fucking minds. And uh, now it comes down to, hey, what do you like? Oh, so what do Dave, I like? Okay. Um... What do you like? I listen to a lot of podcasts. I have the benefit of a job in which I can just put in headphones and listen to about eight hours of content a day, if not more. Lucky, <laughs> lucky, lucky. So I was listening to another podcast I enjoy called Lady to Lady, which is a podcast about three stand-up comics and they get on guests and just goof around and ask questions and answer lady problems and that sort of thing. And they had on the hosts of the Ruined podcast, which is a horror movie review podcast in which Allison hates horror movies, but she has anxiety and must know what happens in them, so she's not as afraid of them. Because that not knowing is worse than the knowing of what happens in a horror movie, but she can't actually watch it. And then there's Hallie that loves horror movies, watches them multiple times, and has this deep desire to tell everybody what happens in them. And so it's the perfect meeting of the minds with these two. You know, the one that has a deep desire to inform others of what happens in horror movies, and the other one that doesn't want to watch horror movies, but wants to know. And it's just really fun and they're both in comedy so they're super funny and it's just a delight and so at the ruined podcast is what i like at the moment i just caught up on their bonus episodes that they had guests on 
and just talking about other horror movies and so yeah it's just a real good time it is i can uh second that because i started listening to it shortly after you did yep because you told me about it and of course i love horror movies and uh, I am currently, I, I can't get through it as fast as you can because you can listen all day, but I right. can't. So I am on The Thing right now, which is one of my most favorite horror movies. And that's a really fun episode because they refer to the dog as not being a good boy. Not a good boy. Not a good boy. Not that dog is not boy. a good boy. Yep. It's, uh, yeah. It, I, I love the segments that they do, like, guess the twist. <laughs> what would you do? Who will survive? Yep. <laughs> So and there's fun so little fun. games at the end too that uh, Hallie will like do as a palate cleanser. It's like okay, it's it's the mist, but instead of the mist, it's the spaghetti from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> or instead of the mist, it's raining men. You know, just to kind of hallelujah <laughs> determine what you do instead. Yeah, it's mm. uh, they're delightful. I can I can absolutely agree with that, and yeah, it's, really uh, it's nice to. It's nice to hear just a, again, a, just a lady-fronted podcast. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. We don't have enough female voices in podcasting yet. And we just some equality there. Yeah. It's just like my favorite murder where it's two women with a great deal of anxiety around murder talking about horrific things to kind of alleviate that, that anxiety by addressing the things that scare them. It has that kind of quality to it. So if you're into My Favorite Murder, it's kind of like right up that same street. Indeed. So thank you, Dave. You're welcome. Um, oddly enough, and you're not going to see this coming, uh, my What Do I Like is My Favorite Murder. Oh. Oh, yeah. I've been playing the little <laughs> clips for you. The yes, little animated yeah. bits on YouTube. Which if oh, you my do- God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Yeah. I don't even know why you started playing them, but I'm so very glad that you did. Yeah. Because you have been telling me about my favorite murder for years. Yes. And I'm like, no, I do not like hearing about true crime. And that is the truth. Mm -hmm. It is too real for me. Right. But then you started playing these little animated videos. I guess it was what? Thursday night? Yeah. I think it was Thursday night. Yeah. We just finished something and you were still on your phone. And so I was like, oh, just play some of these. I didn't even know why you started playing them. And so, and I just, I laughed so hard, I couldn't speak. I was just laughing so hard. And in fact, at one point, you're like, are you sure you want to continue? You don't seem okay. Is that cocaine bears, cocaine pigs? <laughs> Co- cocaine bears. Can of peaches. Cheese Giant pervert. can of peaches coming down on a guy's dick. Yeah. Um, yes, they are amazing. Mm-hmm. I just I just went ahead and started with episode 300, and I'm going to go back and start from the beginning. Okay. But I yeah. wanted to listen to the 300th episode, and I haven't been able to finish it yet. Um, I'm going to soon. I heard – I'm almost to the end of it, but I just found myself getting caught up in these stories. And th- the sad thing is, is that sometimes they're very, very heartbreaking. In fact, yes. a lot of times they're very, very heartbreaking, and that's hard for me. But the way that these two interact and the way that they do the show, it takes the edge off that and doesn't make me dwell for the rest of the day. Well, a lot of people who might criticize true crime podcasts from the outside without actually listening to it, thinking that it's a celebration of murder, it's the opposite. No. They're celebrating Mm-mm. the victims. Is that there's so much care. I mean, there's a term sweet baby angel. 
that I think Georgia came up with to refer to some of these poor victims of these these horrible crimes. And they pull no punches when it comes to talking about what assholes some of these murderers are and mm -hmm. the horrible events that surround them, like poor police work that they don't get caught in time or the poor parenting that led to you know the kind of behavior that a child you know eventually grows into adult and then goes around murdering people there's this weird kind yeah. of sense of self-entitlement and selfishness and the narcissism of never being at fault or it's you know it's the victim's fault that they got murdered it's like they they never celebrate the murderer it's all about yeah. the victims and it's all about addressing the anxiety of one of the very worst things that can happen to you and that's something uh karen will address in the live shows is like we're comedians we use humor it's how we deal with stress and we're gonna do that when talking about this murder and if you think it's upsetting or something then get the fuck out because <laughs> this show's not for you it's like yeah. we're, you know they're there for all the compassion in the world for for the victims of these horrible crimes and so yeah it's not a celebration of murder it's more addressing the anxiety around it what's the name of the youtube channel do you remember i think it's just animated my favorite murder um okay. want me to look that up no no just to, okay no. well i'll put it in the show notes yeah but so, yeah they're yeah. they're kind of the, the some of the more funny moments and a lot of them that developed into merchandise and that sort of thing is like some of the really highlights of my favorite murder they have this guy that animates them and they're just a delight and yeah they're all on youtube and there's a bunch of them there's more than i thought there were does that mean i can get a cocaine bear <laughs> i i don't i don't know you might be able to get a shirt about a cocaine bear i don't know if they have stuffed okay. cocaine bears but that'd be funny as hell if they do it because i be think funny. that was from the db cooper story Mm -hmm. That he had a bunch of cocaine with him too, and tossed it out of a plane, and the bears got to it, and or a bear got to it, and then overdosed on it. So we need to open a restaurant. It's, it'll be called Bear Essentials, and it'll all be honey themed. We'll get the bees involved. <laughs> so great! I are so quick. I was... They're both so witty. Oh, they are. They are so witty, and obviously would be amazing at improv. Um, yeah, yeah. They're they're fantastic, and so. I I am sorry now that I didn't get involved on this sooner, but you know yeah. that gives me a lovely back catalog of things to listen to. So yeah, I was in the same boat you were when it was first recommended because I was talking to somebody when I was DJing at the loft. Speaking of improv, you know the improv mm -hmm. house, the, the comedy loft here in Ogden, and we were just talking about podcasts. And this lady I was talking to said, "Oh yeah, I love my favorite murder," and I was like, "Hmm." I've heard this mentioned before, so I gave it a listen just to see. And yeah, it it's not the show some people think it is. Well, I didn't think it was a bad show, and I didn't think it was yeah. terribly, terribly serious. But And I didn't think they celebrated criminals. It's just hard for me to hear yeah. true crime stories. Oh, but the way that they tell the, them are really yeah. good. Yeah. There's that one that took place in that Canadian bus that you told me about long ago. They actually talk about that. That murder in one wow. episode, and so yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, so there you go. There's are those yeah. are the things that we like this week. Yep, 
Anxious women talking about horrible things. Yeah, that's basically me. Um, I'm an anxious woman talking about horrible things a lot. Because the world that we live in is imperfect yep. and pretty full horrible of people right now. who want to yeah. take away your rights. So Yeah. And yeah. can't accept reality and embrace a lie rather than accept the truth. Yeah, well, yeah. humanity's really good at that in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the comforting lie. All right, so... The next time that we speak to you all, we will be talking about Season 4, Episode 1 of Star Trek Discovery and my yeah. experience at the Star Trek premiere. Ooh. And uh, that will be very exciting. And so we will see you next time. But before that, Dave, where can people find you? Uh, you can mostly find me on Twitter. I'm there often at Dark Corner Cast, or my handle is DJ Evil Dave. I mostly they're sharing links to the things other people are doing, but every once in a while I'll engage or post something. Uh, speaking of, I right now have a mix up on SoundCloud that is also DJ Evil Dave. It's a bunch of midwinter themed kind of songs, kind of for the holiday season without being all that holiday. In case you're getting tired of hearing Christmas music, you can go there for. A kind of a break and still enjoy the kind of midwinter uh, festivities without it being the old familiar stuff and even there's a couple of songs on there are a bit subversive and kind of turn christmas on its head I have one song called christmas in the workhouse <laughs> if you so, all could see the look on my face right now <laughs> yeah so a bunch of songs about snow and angels and stars and stuff like that but yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. over on SoundCloud. And you can find us on the Dark Corner podcast, which is our other podcast. I just released the music special related to the Hanged Man card of the tarot. Songs kind of referencing meanings derived from that card. So yeah, that's available now. Nice. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Brandywine12. That's the easiest way to find out what I'm doing um, basically all the people that are in my timeline now are, are like Star Trek people and or Marvel people and or mm -hmm. fan artists. And yeah. it's made my timeline a very happy place to be. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So you can hear me on other podcasts, The Vedic Assembly about Deep Space Nine, obviously, with my friend, Dr. Nick. Hello, Dr. Dr. Nick. Nick. Yeah. Speaking, uh, speaking of Twitter follows. <laughs> yeah. He's a good follow. Yes, he is punk rock zoologist on Twitter. So, or is he just punk zoologist? Maybe I, he couldn't fit punk hmm. rock zoologist. I think it's punk yeah. rock zoologist on Instagram and punk zoologist on Twitter. But right. uh, in any case, he's a delightful human and I enjoy podcasting with him very much. And you can find that on Anchor and other podcatchers. And also, Boldly Go Someday will have a new episode. Suzanne has been moving house. And mm. that got delayed a lot longer than it should have been. She's only just reopened her stained glass store, which has been closed wow. for months during Oof. this process. And so I am hoping that sometime before Strange New Worlds starts, which is hopefully going to be May of next year, that's only six months away, that we can get another episode out. Yeah, it's it's so. been a while. It has been a while, and I do miss podcasting with her. We always have a great time and go off yeah, on many it's, it's tangents. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, so that's where you can find me. Oh, uh, also the Unready Room, currently on Saturday nights at mm-hmm. 9 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. No, no 9, p- <laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Figure it out for where you are. Yeah. And uh, it's it's moved around a little mountain. bit because, <laughs> yeah, 7 p.m. Mountain, the unsung time mm. zone of the United States. The only one that States. counts because it's yeah, the one we live in. exactly. And it's the one Dan lives in. So it's the only one yeah. that should count when it comes right. to the Unready Room because my good friend Dan is is my co-host. And it's it's really his show. He created it. Right. And it's on his, his network. network on YouTube, which is Kurt Ratz Productions, which is just Star Trek spelled backwards. And uh, you can easily find that on YouTube, which uh, he also puts out other videos about other fandoms and deep dives and stuff like that. Easter eggs and what not. And what? that's, like I said, on Saturday nights right now, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, what is this accent you're doing? 7 p.m. Mountain. <laughs> this is <laughs> my enunciation. Oh, okay. It's my enunciation persona making okay. sure that every letter in every word actually oh, comes through this is Patton oswald's angry stage magician yes yes, <laughs> yes. i was promised 75 dollars and i'm not doing this for just 70 dollars i want my extra five dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of the best stand-up routines anyway uh, yep. All hail Pat and Oswald. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we will see you. Well, we won't see you. I always say we'll see you. Okay, what the hell? We'll see you um, yep. with our ears. All you viewers. <laughs> and, and and eyes on social media uh, mm-hmm. soon for the season four premiere Star Trek Discovery. Ooh. And until then, we're just going to have to wonder what the future holds. What the future holds. Bye. Doodles. Recording. Exactly. Oh shit. <laughs> That's a good start. There you can put that yeah, at the let's end. Start with, <laughs> just start oh, with shit. oh shit and put all put all this stuff at the end. What is going on with my hair? There's this curl right here. You can here already see I'm just... recording pretty hot, so I'm gonna sit a little further back from the microphone. So I'm not blowing We've up. We've got a real hot mic here. Hot ears. And here comes the cat. Cat is Can coming. we do anything about that? No, no, we can't. No, no, no. Uh, okay. Can't fix that? Okay, okay. All right. Uh, anyway, um, yes, okay. <clears throat> In a while. <clears throat> Get all official. Oh, yeah. All right. <clears throat>